Murabai. Good morning. I'm Judith Lay and this is Praise, the programme that connects faith and daily life. Radio. Today's programme is all about music. Very different types of music, but sharing a common purpose, that of drawing us closer to God. And as usual, we have music to start, a well-known setting of the words of St. Francis, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace. And today I'm dedicating this to Hilary, who's recovering from surgery in Nobles, and to Adam, who's a carer and listens to the programme as he drives to work in Peel each Sunday morning. And let's include in this dedication all who, like Hilary, are unwell at present, and all who, like Adam, are involved in the caring professions and on whose skills and compassion we rely so much. Channel of Your Peace, sung by the Wallingford Parish Church Choir. A week or so ago, I was sent a short promotional video for a new CD of harp music, the work of talented local musician Georgina Graham, a deeply committed Christian whose desire is to create music through which God can reach people. Having watched the video, I was keen to get Georgina into the studio to tell me about herself, 
her faith and her music. What follows is an honest story of teenage rebellion, maternal love, dedication and great faith. I began by asking Georgina to tell us how she became interested in playing the harp. My mother is a musician. She's a piano teacher. And so she started teaching me the piano probably when I was four. Or I would just sit in when she was teaching and I'd sit on her knee and, and pick it up that way. And then when I got to secondary school, she said, oh, I think it would be a good idea for you to learn an orchestral instrument. But by this stage, I was not really loving my mum very much and loving what she was doing. And I wanted to do something totally different. So the only instrument I wasn't allowed to learn was the harp because it was far too expensive. So I just decided right there and then that was the only instrument I was going to learn. So it actually made my mum's life very difficult. I think I thought, well, then she'll just say, that's okay, you don't need to do that anymore, you can do something else. But she didn't. She kept encouraging me, she kept sacrificing so much for me to learn. And then it became a point of, actually, I did enjoy this instrument. In fact, I loved it. And then I got to the stage, well, actually, she's invested so much in me. I mean, harps are not cheap to buy. And I thought, well, actually, I can't just give this up now. I've done it for so long, I'm really enjoying it. So then I ended up lumbering into a career of playing the harp and never actually really choosing it, never really wanting it. So it kind of chose me, I think. <laughs> it's a story that so many people will identify with because when we're teenagers, we love being rebellious. But 100% credit to your mum. She must have seen your talent and known that if we just stick with this, it's all going to come good. Well, <laughs> she was very gracious and very loving. You know, she supported me when I used to travel around to different festivals in the UK growing up my harp teacher was very keen right from the start that I learned how to perform well and so she gave me lots of exposure to play in various different places and my mum would drive me we didn't actually have a car big enough for the harp so she would hire cars and vans and whatever was going to get me to these places and then there came a time when my harp teacher moved and so my mum would drive me for an hour and a half and sit outside in the car whilst I had my lesson every week she did I think know that God had given me a gift that was going to bless people and so she just invested in that and I'm now as a mum myself now I look back and I think gosh what a privilege to have a mum that believed in me and saw that no matter what the cost was prepared to keep going with that. I was taught classical harp and my favourite was definitely um, the romantic period because I felt like I could really express myself in that. My first harp teacher didn't really teach me much technique but she taught me how to phrase melodies really well. That was her real kind of key thing and then after that my next teacher was very firm on technique and took me right back to the beginning which was frustrating but then the combination of that technique and then my ability to phrase which my mum has always said is is a God-given thing. You can teach it so far. And I do believe that's been almost like a Holy Spirit thing in me ever since day dot that, that I use music to express myself in that way. And so I don't think I've ever really had to learn that. That's been a real gift that God just gave me, which is an amazing thing. Georgina, you've made a number of references to, to God and the gift of the Holy Spirit. So obviously your faith is something that's tremendously important to you. We're going to listen to music from your CD. And then when we come back, I'd like to talk, if I may, about the influences that God has had throughout your life. But let's just listen now to Georgina Graham, the harpist.
Adoration. It's the first track on the CD, Georgina, and it's in a way dedicating everything that is on the, the CD to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about your faith journey? Did you grow up in a strongly Christian household? Growing up, my mother was a Christian. Um, she would take me and my sister to church every week and prayed for us very faithfully. My dad wasn't a believer. And then when I was about 10, my mother was actually very ill with Emmy and she was bedridden for a number of years. And actually family and church family kind of took me and my sister under their wing and just showed us what the Christian faith was all about. And it was when I was on a scripture union holiday, actually, as a young girl. I remember singing a song, it's an old song, about how the Father has adopted us into his family. And I suddenly realised that I had a heavenly Father. And no matter what happened in life, and that didn't change that fact. And so from a very young age, I think I, I walked with my Heavenly Father. And often I've been in talks and they've said, oh, you know, if people, maybe their earthly dad wasn't there for them or whatever, maybe they need to know that God is their Heavenly Father. I never struggled with that. It was always very black and white for me that God was my Heavenly Father and and he had me. So that's probably the root of my faith. And I think having a praying parent as well makes a massive difference. I don't think we can ever fully appreciate the power of prayer in the background when we're praying for people, just knowing that things are shifting, even when we don't see it in the physical. So I think a lot of my faith I owe to the fact that I had a a mother that was praying for me, even though she was ill and poorly and in bed. And I didn't have a huge amount of contact with her for a couple of years. Actually, she was faithfully praying for me and my sister to know the Lord and walk with him. So... Yes, thank you, Jesus, for for saving me. Georgina, let's talk about the album in some detail now. You're a busy lady. You're married with three young children. But nevertheless, you've made the time to work on this album. What inspired you to do it? I have always wanted to make a reflective harp CD. When I was at music college, I first started using my harp in church and I learned how to play from chord structures rather than actual music. And that opened up a whole new world to me. But it wasn't until very recently that I realised that I didn't necessarily need chords to be able to worship God. That, in fact, if I just sat down at my harp and just prayed to him, that he would begin to give me melodies that I could use to express my prayers to him. And so it's probably only within the last three years, as I've stepped back totally from working as a harpist and just to spend time with my young family, that God's almost given me a whole new language to express my 
my faith and express my prayers. So that's really where this album has has stemmed from. So all the tracks on the album are spontaneous. They're all improvised. For each one, I had an idea in the months leading up to the recording of certain areas that I wanted to pray into or people that were on my heart, Um, maybe a scripture passage, which I felt strongly about. And so those are my inspiration. But I can't really reproduce what I've made on the album. They were all for that moment, what God was doing in my heart and the songs and melodies that came through when I play. That really is an amazing leap in faith. I'm looking at the the booklet that accompanies the CD and each piece, let's take, for example, the one that we're going to listen to in a moment, which is called Prayer. It has an extract from a psalm, then it has a little reflection that goes with it. That particular track, um, I knew that I wanted to play about persisting in prayer. Prayer is something actually that I struggle with as a Christian. Worship comes very naturally to me, but prayer, and particularly when you're praying for ongoing situations that you don't necessarily see the answers to immediately, that's something that I struggle with. Um, But I knew that on God's heart, he loves it when we pray. And so I had this idea of, of persisting in prayer. And I found a scripture that kind of supported that as my inspiration. In fact, I probably in my notebook that I had compiled towards recording, I probably had quite a few scriptures. And then as I sat down and played, the notes that I've written alongside the track are words that God kind of gives me in my head as I'm playing. So it's almost as if I'm playing songs with words, but I'm obviously not singing. So those words are based on those scriptures, they're reflections on those scriptures. So I've included them in the inserts to help people. I mean, the the tracks stand by themselves without that. But if people are struggling to engage with God or to hear from him, then I thought if I include the words that I heard in my mind as I was playing it, that it might help others to engage with him too. Harpist 
Georgina Graham and a track from her new CD and that was called Prayer. Georgina, were any of the tracks written for particular people or for a particular situation? Yes, they were. Some of them actually were people that I met just in the weeks leading up to recording and I'd been praying that God would just bring people across my path and situations that they were going through. Some of them are people that I've been praying for for a while. There's two tracks that were specific tracks praying for healing. One of them is actually called Healing. The other track is called Faithful. And that is a declaration actually of God's faithfulness, even when we don't see the answers to what we're praying for, that actually God is still God and he is still good. Those were the two tracks really that were for specific people. There was another track for single mums within my church. Perhaps they had been divorced or they'd been widowed and they just had a sense that they felt incomplete without a man beside them in serving in ministry and all those sorts of things. And so there's a track called Complete because I was praying for those people just that they would know that they are complete in God. So there are specific tracks for certain situations, but I think even without that, my prayer is that people can still be ministered to them even without knowing what the track is based on that it would just help them to meet with God. It's lovely to listen to you talking about your inspiration for doing it but it's going to touch anybody who listens to it just the beauty of the music. You can just put the CD on and just let the music drift over you and it is the most relaxing and calming experience even if you take any kind of spiritual connection out of it completely. Georgina, you mentioned that you don't do any performing now, you don't do the festivals or anything like that, but do you just play for worship within your own church? I don't often play within the worship band. I quite often will play for specific prayer events. Mainly I use it when people will just come to my house and I'll just sit and play for them. Maybe they're struggling with a certain situation. You know, sometimes we don't have the words and words aren't particularly helpful, but I've found that just being able to play over them almost has been a real benefit and a real comfort for people. So I kind of use it that way at the moment. So that was really my heart for the CD was actually there are many people that I feel can be blessed by this music and I can't physically get to all of them. So if I could make a CD and it could get to people's homes then actually God could minister to them through the music without me even being there in only a way that he can. It's a wonderful idea it's all entirely home produced you and your husband have funded this mm. yourself it was recorded in St George's Church by the wonderful Jippo Bougain which is why the quality of it is so high and how can people get a copy? So it's available on my website which is georginagraham.co.uk and it's also available on eBay And then after the 12th of July, it's going to be available digitally as well on Spotify and iTunes and all those modern day things. (laughs) And the 12th of July is in fact your official launch, isn't it? Yes, it it is. Now, is that open to everybody? It it is, yeah. So give us the details, please. So on the 12th of July, that's a Friday evening, starting at 7.30. I'm hosting a launch event or a party, I don't really know what to call it. And it's going to be at um, Port St Mary Church, the Living Hope Church building there. I'll talk briefly about the album, but I think more just an opportunity for people to spend time in God's presence. So if people wanted to bring easels and paintbrushes or notepads to journal or just to sit and rest and, and I'll just play for a bit... So I think it's going to be a really special time. And that's open to anybody to come yes, along. Yeah. So it's Port St Mary Living Hope Church, Friday 12th of July at half past seven. 
Georgina Graham, thank you very much indeed. Choose for us a, a track to finish with. I think probably my favourite track on the album is Still and it's about resting in God's presence and the music itself isn't necessarily still, it moves quite a bit but I think that's to illustrate the streams of living water that God wants to lead us by. Harpist Georgina Graham with Still, a track from her new CD that's called Loved. The CD, which costs £12, is available from Church's Bookshop in Howard Street here in Douglas. And as Georgina was saying, the launch will be in Living Hope Church in Port St Mary this coming Friday evening at half past seven. And there's a warm welcome for everyone. the choir who sing in the cathedral in Peel each week. And recently their new song school, a dedicated area adjacent to the cathedral for chorister training, choir rehearsals and administration of the music department, was blessed and dedicated by Bishop Peter. It's called the Miss M. L. Wood Song School, this time not for her connection with the Manx Music Festival, but in recognition of the fact that she was the first organist in the Cathedral Church and had a massive influence over church music in general on the island from the late 1800s. After the dedication, I caught up with present-day Director of Music at the Cathedral, Dr Peter Littman. The Cathedral Choir, since it's established in 2012, has very much been a, a floating entity. We haven't really had a home. We've kind of used halls, we've used the Cathedral, we've used kind of other facilities to rehearse in. Whereas the refurbished M.L. Wood Song School 
really gives us a purpose and gives us a place in the life of the cathedral and a permanency, which is really important. You're passionate about bringing in young people and training them up. Here, it's organised. You sense that there is a state of, of professionalism. Absolutely. Do you think that's going to make the teaching more impact? Very much so. I mean, I treat them as, as little professionals and the Dean and Chapter expect them to sing as little professionals. So to now have this wonderful rehearsal facility gives them that sense of professionalism, which, as you say, we didn't have when we were rehearsing in the back of an old church hall. Yeah, I mean, the quality of the teaching Absolutely. will be as good now as it was then. Absolutely. But it's but about what the surroundings It's say. about the surroundings and inspiring the children to, to achieve higher. You know. And you, you are very keen on, on touring. I mean, not to an excess, <laughs> but to go to other places and to give the choristers experience. Absolutely. So do you think this gives you a bit of status when you invite choristers very to come so. here? Very much so. I mean, we've been guests in uh, Kilkenny, Waterford Cathedrals, and recently Armagh Cathedral, all of which have lovely song schools and lovely rehearsal facilities. We we can now invite those choirs to come back here to spend a week on our beautiful island but have this great rehearsal facility next door to the cathedral where they sing the services. Do you think you'll be doing more teaching if that is possible? Very much more. I'd like to be in a position where every single chorister was offered either singing or piano lessons. And again, this facility will be pivotal in, 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 in enabling that. Does it give you an office yourself? It does. It gives me a grand office. It needs a lot of administration, the music department. Also, obviously, we have the organ scholar, so he will have a seat in that office as well. We will both work there. Previously, in the deanery, nice as it was, it doesn't put you at the heart of the music. It doesn't put me at the heart of the music. It doesn't put me on site. And there's, a, there's an importance about being actually on site to the cathedral because there's a daily a daily rigor a daily routine of prayer in the cathedral some of which requires music some of which doesn't now we're much much closer much more contactable and hopefully there'll be much much more music dr peter lipman thank you very much indeed for talking to thank me thank you very much And that's all we have time for this week. Don't forget to take a look at the Praise blog, the home of our church notice board. It's also got details of everything we've talked about on today's programme. Just go to manxradio.com, on the homepage, click on air, and on the drop-down menu, follow the link for blogs. Thank you for listening to this week's Praise podcast. There's a new Praise podcast available every Sunday morning. You can subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify via the Manx Radio smartphone app or at manxradio.com. So, till we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for your company and I wish you and those you love every blessing in the days ahead. <laughs>